I'm honestly not prepared for this at all. <laughs> I have done no research. All I've done is watch this movie. I mean, you've watched it three times now. Right? Oh, I've seen it. Like, a good couple. A good couple. A good, probably more than a couple, because couples two. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> you've definitely seen it three. A few. Several. Nice. Yes. Okay. Hello and welcome to Cinegrade, the podcast where we take a movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it a final grade. My name is Elsha. My name is Chelsea. And today we're doing A Quiet Place. It is spoopy season, everybody. <laughs> it's spoopy season. Not spooky season yet. No, it's spoopy. We're at the week before Halloween. Yeah. I think. Two weeks before Halloween. Yeah, yeah so we're here, we're sitting at like mid-October. The, the leaves are falling. The leaves have indeed started falling. The candy is in uh, the grocery store. The candy is beside us. Yeah. We're excited. We decided in honor of spoopy season to have some spoopy candies. Yeah. Kind of. They're actually just delicious. Yeah. We've got, what do we have? <laughs> I bought the Maynard's pack because of the, I was going to buy the 45, but then the 90 was the same price. And I was like, what, what fool would buy the 45 pack? Whenever my mom gets candy, she'll we'll be like, oh, we're only getting... A couple of trick-or-treaters let's get the gigantic pack so that i just get to eat all the candy <laughs> i mean so we got we got sour patch kids mm-hmm. an underwhelming amount of sour patch kids yeah there, there's only like six packages of them in that whole 90 box yeah there's a lot of swedish fish which are fine. a lot of uh fuzzy peach oh yeah a lot of fuzzy we're not peaches. sponsored by mainers we wish but, but it's just delicious i'm sorry for the eating sounds we'll you. uh keep it to a minimum but but chelsea does want to feast or you just you know you go you go okay and then we turn our head away and then we eat <laughs> and, then we and then the audio is terrible mom that's just eating noises <laughs> okay turn back when you swallow yeah it's good. <laughs> don't turn back when you swallow turn, turn back, back a little after. bit after you swallow <laughs> okay so um that's our setting yeah so we yeah we've chosen a movie that's like not it's not very scary. It has some uh, some jump scares if you get scared by jump scares, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? I know we we both saw this movie in theaters, which I think is a lot different experience than watching it at home. <laughs> yeah, I saw this movie with my friend Amy, mm-hmm. who might be listening to this. Maybe. We don't know. Sometimes we like to go to like ten o'clock screenings just because they're fun. Yeah. And so we went. We bought some candy at the go- grass at the grass at the gas station because we're too cheap to buy them in the actual movie theater. We snuck them in. You know, I put a diet Pepsi in my purse. Mm-hmm. You have to be stealthy to do that. Oh, you do. Stuff. I know of stealthy movie theater eating experiences where we snuck an entire McDonald's share box into a movie theater. Whoa. It was a fun time. And then it, it was fun until my friend dropped. We had four drinks, like large drinks, in a like fabric bag that mm-hmm. didn't really have a proper bottom to it. And she had four drinks in it. And then we walked inside to the theater. We bought our tickets. And then she looked down and there's just a drip coming from the bag. <laughs> and then she went outside and one of them had fully tipped over. And so she just kind of let it go in the street. And then she walked back inside what? and she was like, we're still drinking these guys. That's a mega rip. No one noticed though. And we had like a lot of of burgers and nuggets. No one noticed. That sounds a like good a time. great time. Anyways. So we went in, we got all of our candy, and we're, because we, we knew the movie was, like, not a lot of dialogue. It's mm-hmm. called A Quiet Place. What are you expecting? You're expecting quiet. quiet. So I'm sitting in the theater, 
And like immediately, like five minutes in, I'm like, oh god, oh no, <laughs> I made a mistake. Also, uh, when did this come out? Was it like winter? Uh, it was. No, it was April. <laughs> oh well, I think it was probably still cold but enough for yeah, me. Yeah, you were in Calgary. Because I live in so. Calgary. Oh, I did. And so I'm wearing like a winter jacket, you know, mm-hmm. and um, or maybe something like that. So I'm sitting there. You know, and I'm like, I'm going all around, I'm creaking, I'm trying to get comfy, and then I try to open my thing of Sour Patch Kids, and they go, and I'm like, there is no sound in this theater, and there was a man who had a cough, rip that guy, yeah, because he was that guy in the theater, and I was like, what a terrible experience, I mean, it's a good movie, yeah, but like, People, I feel like a lot of people said you had to see this movie in theaters. This is the only... Because I usually hate people that are like, you had to see it in theaters. It's so much better in theaters. Like, blah, blah, Because usually the people who say that are people where it's like, the filmmakers, like, my movie's only good in IMAX, whatever, whatever. You know? Sure. Like, film bro people. Okay. And I'm like, you guys need to calm down. But I do think that this movie is a lot better in theaters because the sense the sound is so non-existent the like backing to it is pretty subtle so unless you have like a good speaker system i feel like you miss a lot of it really truly is a quiet place it's truly a quiet place it's a quiet movie it is i bet i mean they say you know you got to see in theaters i'm like but this is kind of the worst movie to see in theaters because now i feel so awkward throughout the whole thing yeah i know when i saw it in theaters i like i went with my mom and she likes horror movies, but she uh, she gets scared. But she wanted to see it because I was like, it looks good. So we went. And I think we both didn't expect that it was going to be that truly quiet. Yeah. It was really interesting, though, because I don't think I've had another theater experience like that. Because truly, like, the entire theater, it was almost like everyone was like, I don't want to breathe because it's going to make a sound. <laughs> and then when it gets to that one part in the movie where the waterfall... I kind of felt like the whole theater had a relief of like, okay, open your popcorn, open your things. We can all move Take a drink. We can move. I swear everyone in the theater like shifted in their seat at that scene because they were like, okay, we can make sound now. It's kind of an interesting like uh, sociological thing. It is. The way we act in groups. Wow. Anyways. Yeah. That was my theater experience. It was an interesting one. I guess we'll get into some pre-production. The story was developed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, and they began developing it in college together. And then in July 2016, John Krasinski ended up rewriting the screenplay and also directed it and acted in it. Everyone knows who he is. He's pretty famous of the Office era. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're kind of in a weird era of... Uh, he's not a comedian, but he's known for playing more comedic roles, like mm-hmm. Jim on The Office, and he's in like a bunch of rom-coms. The era of... like comedians making like horror movies Mm -hmm. i mean it's really just him and jordan peele at the moment yeah but also like comedians making serious stuff like bo burnham making like eighth grade Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting i feel like i don't know if that's really happened before i also read that he i think paramount pitched to him like hey do you want to do a horror movie and he was like i don't like doing horror movies i don't want to do that but then he read the script and he was like oh that actually sounds interesting and then he was like okay i'll do it <laughs> is this also his directorial debut it's actually not he did uh two other movies before it okay. i don't remember what they're they're not as well they're not very well known though. i'm always a little bit but wary i know that he did of like actors becoming directors especially yeah. when they like direct their own movies because then I don't understand how that works. You have low like, key. like Bradley Cooper did it for A Star Is Born, mm-hmm. and so you have John Krasinski also doing it. 
And it's like, why? <laughs> or um, Taika Waititi. Um, yeah, but doing... I think he was a director before that. He was a director, but he also was in most of his stuff. But like, I guess so. What's that movie called? The Jojo first... Rabbit? No. Well, Thor? that too, yeah. No, the first one. The Oh, the, the Shadows? What, what We Do, do in the, the shadows? shadows, yeah. He was in that one too. And wasn't he like I one of the main so. characters? Maybe he does just act in everything he directs. Yeah. Smart, you get more money because then you get your your directing credit. I guess so. You can also also play it exactly the way you want it to be done. No one's telling you how to do it. Yeah, so he read the script. uh, He read the spec script in 2016. And then in 2017, Paramount brought it to him. And he was hired to rewrite and direct it. Filming took place in upstate New York from May to November 2017. They filmed on an actual family's own farm. They went around the location scouts and they found this one family and they were down for just being like, yeah, you can you can use our whole farm area. And they ended up getting the family to, they paid the family to plant the 25 acres of corn what? that they needed for the, on the property. What um, should that cost? I don't know. I do know that everything that they did with the film, they did in the local like economy. So a lot of like the produce, all the crew members bought their produce from this like family farm. Oh. <laughs> um, and a bunch of the rentals and everything was done locally. So they ended up spending, I think, about like six point five million locally in the area, mm. which then in turn later ended up, according to the Motion Picture Association of America, it generated twenty one million dollars for the local economy wow. because this movie was filmed there. It definitely had some impact on that little town. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> These little so. farmers are like, we have a movie happening here. What a good time. You think they'll have a second movie? Uh, well, they made a second movie. Was it there? Uh, I think they said that they shot there for like two days. No. I don't think it's based in the exact same location because I think they're traveling in the second movie. I wonder if that film's ever coming out. It's it was pushed back to 2021. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is pretty sad. I was excited for that movie. Yeah. Uh, it was released in the U.S. on April 6, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it was filmed on a budget of $17 million, So it's not a huge budget. It's still a good amount of money. But it's not that big. What but did you it say? Is- Sorry, I was thinking about 2018. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like I saw this movie in 2017. Well, it came out in 2018. I know. That's so, weird. Yeah. Mind. I do feel like... I remember it being earlier than that, but... Yeah, I swear, I, don't I know. saw this with a group of people that I can't imagine me seeing it with the summer after graduation. <laughs> <laughs> and not the summer before graduation, <laughs> but maybe I'm just wrong. I mean, I guess you are, because the dates... I guess it has to be. Oh, yeah? Wow. Interesting. Um, it was $17 million. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of low budget. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty low budget for especially something that, like, John Krasinski was already kind of a big name... I guess so, but when did The Office end? Um, that, that would be Has a he, Had question. he faded? In, well, I'm not that into uh, 2012, I want to say. That sounds about right. Somewhere in there. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. It's been like four or five years. Yeah. He's also doing like, it's probably after though. What is he, like Jack Ryan? Is that a thing? Yeah. Jack Reacher? Who's Jack Ryan? <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen any of those movies. Yeah, okay, some Amazon thing. Yeah, okay, Jack there Ryan, we go. I was right. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it was filmed with seventeen million, and it grossed three hundred and thirty-five million worldwide. So, it's a pretty good return. 
made a good amount of money. Wait, what did you say? Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's not listening to me at all today. I was eating a candy. <laughs> 17 million budget, $335 million worldwide. What a profit. It's a pretty good profit. Get into some fun facts. Yep. Um, the first screening of the movie uh, did not go over very well. And they had people laughing in the theater. Rip. But not because the movie was bad. It was because they hadn't done the design for the monster yet. They ended up doing the design really late in production. Oh, man. So the screening didn't have the monster in it. It either had nothing there oh. or it had John Krasinski in a motion capture yes. suit just yes. there. I was just thinking, like, you know that scene in Twilight Eclipse where <laughs> Jacob comes as the wolf, but then if you look at the behind the scenes, it's, her it's, just, it's just him wearing like like a like a I don't know like a the green, green suit. Yeah. What are those things called? It's a morph wolf. suit. Yeah. I mean, I know it's like a mocap, whatever. Yeah. But like, so he's like, looks like he has no hair, and she's just petting his head. Yeah. This is what I'm imagining. <laughs> no, that's what I'm imagining too. And I read that, and people were just laughing because I'm I just imagined John Krasinski in like this motion capture suit, like waving his arms around. Why did they? I guess because um, he did the motion capture for the monster eventually but at that what point he did that yeah he did the, the motion capture so he's for pulling it. like uh he's writer director pulling like an tour. <laughs> what's the guy who did roma <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know the guy who did roma and he's yeah. like i directed yeah alfonso Cuaron. he did like yeah 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 that sounds yeah, right no, right that sounds right okay whoever directed know. roma he went to the oscars <laughs> and he's like i directed a cinematographer I <laughs> edited and I did this. I don't think he did the score. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah. Men might as well have just shot it all of himself. Yeah, John Krasinski was like writer, director, actor, motion capturer. I don't know if I like that. That is right? You nice. Know, I don't know if I like that. You don't like that? I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of when they're like, I need to do everything. I don't feel like they need to do everything. But also, I mean, it was a low budget, so I can see them being like, we don't want to hire a motion capture person for... How is he doing motion capture? I guess so. I was going to say when he gets... Um, never mind. Actually, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert, because you have to watch the movie. Oh, yeah. If you haven't he seen the movie... He gets freaking wrecked. He gets completely <laughs> wrecked. <laughs> by himself. Yeah. <sighs> well, not by himself. No, but... But he causes his own demise. Kind of. He well, probably What I'm talking about is, you know... This monster attacks him. Yeah, he but gets it's him wrecked. attacking himself. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I just found that really funny that I imagine these people in a screening of this horror movie, and then it cuts to this scary moment of the monster being there, and it's just John Krasinski like you, waving his arms around. Do you consider this a horror movie? I mean, it is a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. I would feel. I feel. Like. I feel like. Honestly, I think it's like a sci-fi thriller. I think we're in the like age of horror movies not really existing anymore. When was the last time you saw a really scary horror movie? I don't know. You know what? Because I think probably a good like, a, a good while ago. All those like I think the scariest movie I ever saw growing up was Paranormal Activity because mm-hmm. I was kind of young and so I was like oh my god ghosts 
mm-hmm. and I, you know, I can't have my foot off the end of the bed anymore because I'm afraid <laughs> it's gonna get pulled. Yeah. And I'm gonna run, uh, you know, and then I'm I'm kind of tall, so my feet always have to go off anyways. <laughs> that movie ruined sleeping for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then you have like all the old slasher flicks. You I got, was like, never the- a slasher person. I did enjoy horror movies a lot when I was younger. I still do. I just think they're fun. But I don't think they're necessarily I, like. I honestly hate horror movies. I like them because they're fun. But I think that like one of the reasons why we don't have them that much anymore is that everything's too cinematic so all those other movies felt almost real mm-hmm. and you you know when they're they're always usually are low budget yeah and so when someone's killing you it's like oh god look at how real this looks but when you have too much like stuff going on <laughs> cinematic stuff yeah there's all this music and the camera's doing it. it's like well no, i don't feel like this is actually gonna happen yeah and i think that's fine because i hate horror movies so i don't <laughs> think that i really care yeah. It's just interesting how we, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen, like, I think, what, Invisible Man's horror, right? I haven't seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen, I wanted to see that. And then, so I don't know how scary that one is. But even something like, whatever the other horror movies that are coming out. Like, Get Out, I didn't think was that scary. No, Get Out Again is like a thriller. Yeah, I don't really consider like that a horror like movie. sociological yeah. horror things rather than like images that are terrifying. I feel like horror movies have also taken a turn recently where they're more like psychological horror Like hereditary is more psychological horror and like imagery. Yeah, and we, we watched like Midsummer. Yeah, we watched Midsummer. That's the same director. I didn't see Hereditary. I have seen it, but it's more like psychological it's just disturbing to watch that movie kind of horror i wasn't really in on midsummer either midsummer was like it was just so long (laughs) yeah i don't know it was fine but i i think out of the two because i've seen both of them i did like hereditary more but it's the same kind of it's kind of disturbing in some places yeah but it's it's not like jump scare scary it's more just like the acting it's pretty good in that movie, actually. Maybe it's more just the imagery. There's some, like, really disturbing stuff. Maybe it's harder for us to know now because we're older. Mm-hmm. So we don't get scared that easily. Yeah, because I had some movies, like, Insidious is a pretty good horror movie. Yeah. I, I, I haven't rewatched it in a while, but when I was younger, I watched that. And I was like, this one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, The Exorcist would terrify me. I don't think it would for me. Well, but we do want to both watch it. Because, Maybe like, when I was eventually. a kid, I played Scary Maze. You know, <laughs> yeah, Scary I know. Maze, <laughs> I watched that Where, too. like, you, you have to go through the maze and you have to really focus. And then the exorcist comes on and there's mm-hmm. screams. Terrifying. Yeah. You know what I was petrified of as a kid? What? Chucky. Chucky. I couldn't go into a store and see Chucky on anything. Yeah. On any, or else I would, like, I'd have to leave. <laughs> it's terrifying. I was never really scared of Chucky. But I can see why. It's just the kind of, like, childhood fear of this doll. It's a scary doll. Yeah, he's kind of spooky. But, I mean, the exorcist is scary because, like, she's a little girl. Mm-hmm. And she's going insane. And it's, like, she's really profane. And it's, like, yeah. it's the devil inside of you. Yeah. And so that movie, I feel like I've seen clips. I think that would be a scary horror movie. Mm-hmm. It is considered, I think, the scariest horror movie ever made. Yeah. So. so. I don't know. I just feel like they don't really exist that much anymore, which mm-hmm. I think is whatever. <laughs> but rip if you love horror movies like that. A slasher flick died long ago. Yeah. I wonder if it'll make a resurgence because I feel like everything eventually comes back as a new trend again. I guess so I so. wonder if that'll come back soon. Mm-hmm. Anyways, 
I found this interesting because when we went to rewatch this movie, we had a very hard trouble finding a version of this movie that had subtitles in it. Yeah. And we were like, what the heck? We, we can't watch this without subtitles. But then I read that apparently they initially planned to not have subtitles over the movie because yeah. they thought initially that you wouldn't need to know all of the signing because they were like, oh, with context, you'll be able to just figure it out. But then when they got to the scene with the daughter, I'm just going to say daughter and father because they don't actually say all the names in the movie. I'll mm-hmm. say them when we get to character, but just for now, I'm just going to say the daughter and the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets to the fight scene where she's like, um, where he's like, you can't go down in the basement. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then they go out and then he gives her the... He said you can't go down thing. there and she goes, and he tries to give her the hearing yeah. aid thing and she yeah. goes, stop, just so when, stop. Yeah, so when they got to that scene, they realized that they really needed the emotion of them like talking, talking in quotations. Yeah. So fr- from that moment on, they were like, okay, actually we will put subtitles over everything. But imagine, I feel I like I would not. I don't think this movie would be effective if there weren't subtitles. I don't think it would be either. Unless you know sign language. If you know sign language, it would be just as effective. But I don't think it would have been as good if they didn't have the subtitles. Yeah, because you wouldn't you wouldn't understand that he's like, or if she feels like he's blaming her mm-hmm. for you wouldn't what happened. Get that. You might get like an inkling just by like the way that they look at each other and kind of act around each other, but you don't get the kind of like struggle that the two of them have mm-hmm. if you don't have that. So. I found that interesting because I know we t- it took a- us a while to find the subtitles. Are you excited that this might be the first movie that I won't be able to quote? Yeah. Actually, I could probably quote. I think subtitles. you just. Qu- <laughs> I think you just did quote the <laughs> subtitles because you said no. She says no. <laughs> say she signs. Okay, I'll change it to signs. Yeah, she signs. She signs. No, stop. Just stop. It never works. We'll see how, how much you can quote. There's not that much okay. dialogue in this movie, too. And by dialogue, I mean the signing. There's not that much of it. So it's mm-hmm. probably easy to quote because there's very little. Little sounds. Safe. Yeah. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> I also heard that, I think we talked about this last night when we were watching it. We were like, movie theaters were probably annoyed at the fact that people might not have been buying as much candy and stuff to go in and watch this movie. When did you ever say that? I don't know. I think we were talking about going to see it in theaters. <laughs> I don't think that happened. <laughs> but I, anyways, I read that apparently movie theaters were... Were scared that they wouldn't buy any food? Not scared. I think it actually happened where people were like, oh, I won't buy as much food going in because yeah. I don't want to make sound during this quiet movie. I think you just got to embrace it. I mean, yeah, I think you got to embrace it too. Yeah, I mean, movie theaters get the probably theater. most of their money from that $50 popcorn bag. <laughs> you know, so, sometimes it's worth it. It is worth it sometimes. God, but it's also. A movie. Yeah. This is just a side note. Side note, we should see a movie. What are you doing Tuesday? Um, just kidding, there's no good movies. Yeah, no. I guess we'll uh we'll go to the categories. Yes. Um so we're going to go through each category in regards to story, characters, visuals, editing and music and social impact, giving it each a score of 10. We will combine these scores to give us a score of 20 for each round, giving us an even grade out of 100. Afterwards, the film will have a chance to win up to 3 bonus points in the bonus best round. Mm-hmm. Okay. Story score round 1, which is scoring based on writing and plot. Yep. What's your initial score? <laughs> um, I was telling you, I feel like I don't know if this movie has a ton of story. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, it's just that there's all these creatures who have sort of 
taken over the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that basically what makes them able to come find you or whatever is that they can only hear they can't really see Mm -hmm. so if you make sound they're gonna come and uh you know rip they're gonna rip you (laughs) they're gonna rip you to shreds yeah um and so there's this family and because their daughter's deaf they know sign language so it's kind of easy for them to live their lives not easy but it's easier than most for them to communicate Mm -hmm. in a sort of silent world so their child little boy because i don't know they don't have names they they have names like online but they never say their names in the movie but anyways little boy i'm gonna call him (laughs) he because he's a little child like (laughs) four maybe i think he is four yeah he has this rocket thingy that goes off with Mm -hmm. all the noise and stuff and he dies yeah and so then they have later on they're gonna have another baby and you know it's just basically them having the baby it's really the whole the movie actually is not that long yeah it's only an hour and a half it feels pretty short when you watch it yeah but also i don't know if i would want it to be any longer no it's fine it's good yeah i like the length of it so i mean like there is a story but there's not a whole ton that happens in Mm -hmm. it so i guess i'll say like a seven okay i said higher i said like 8.5 oof i'll go through some i mean this is again we want us to kind of not agree entirely because well, it gets more interesting sure i kind of said that the movie shines in its world building because it does introduce the world pretty quickly i scrubbed through it and within like the first 10 minutes you get the intro like the grocery or whatever the drugstore scene mm-hmm. which in that you learn like okay it's quiet first of all you learn pretty much all the characters the kid dies again spoiler <laughs> well, um but that's in like the first that's 10 like minutes the whole point. yeah you get the kid dying and then pretty much right after that you see the kind of tension between the dad and the daughter because of that happening mm-hmm. so like within 10 minutes you know everything really that you need to know and they do that without any dialogue i mean yeah it, it is good the signing and actual conversations in the movie are pretty simple i don't know if that's because since they're signing it they wanted it to be easier to sign <laughs> yeah you know i mean you were you were quoting earlier it's just kind of like nose and not safe it's not like deep conversations that happen yeah which is fine but it is something to keep in mind that the actual dialogue's just kind of fun yeah, i guess so i guess then all but then that that's more so that they tell a story through visuals Mm -hmm. so would that still go into story i guess i mean i think so yeah because it's still the way that it's but even then it's still like like not like a lot is happening Mm -hmm. so i don't know i mean i think that it does help the fact that the movie's short so the pacing's really good yeah that's true and Um, i guess it does have a good world like you know that this it starts out as day 89 so mm -hmm. you know that they're in the beginning of this kind of it's not something that they like any of their kids grew up with Mm -hmm. and somehow i always thought that they were like some of the last people but then you said that no there's actually more people when the dad's sitting on top of the like grain silo Mm -hmm. and i think on the first night when they go back they're actually at the barn um there's like campfires in the trees in the distance and that's how you can see that there's other people surviving but they're just like really far away (laughs) i think it'd be interesting for them to like meet up with the other people I think that's what they're doing in the second movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Great. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I, I just think that the pacing's pretty good. I don't think that there's really that much like extra stuff that's in the movie that you don't need. Everything's kind of important. 
I just the thing is, I just don't think this movie is exceptionally deep, which mm-hmm. is fine. Like, it doesn't have to be exceptionally deep, mm-hmm. but it really is just kind of about this family. It more just plays with the themes of, like, parenthood was a big one mm-hmm. that John Krasinski was, like, getting at. Because he w- it's it's really focused on these parents raising their children in this alien dystopian, dystopian world. world. And how they kind of are dealing with that and how they're now going to raise this new child. Yeah. After their old one. Which seems like it's not going to work. Pit the dust. Pit the dust. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So if there's, they know the other people, do you think that guy with like the Santa Claus beard in the forest (laughs) who like does that funny scream? I don't know if they necessarily know know the other people. Oh. I think they just know that Why would you not there. go see and meet them? I don't know. Otherwise, you're just alone forever. I mean, you haven't seen The Walking Dead. You don't want to deal with uh, other survivors in a post-apocalyptic world. Well, The Walking Dead isn't canon end of the world. <laughs> I'm just saying. People are crazy. I mean, I, I guess so. People. That guy, like, totally just committed suicide. I mean, and also, why, I don't think that they would really need to see other people. Because, I mean, if they're doing fine on their own, why deal with other people? Because then you can get together and you can try and figure out the cure or whatever. The weakness. I mean, they did figure out the weakness without other people. Well, she figured it out. Yeah. But I just feel like they're on day 400 whatever at that point. 473 is when the movie ends. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Where the other people? What if they already know what the weakness is? Mm -hmm. And they just never told anybody. I think they clearly don't because there's still three monsters in the area. And if they knew the weakness, they probably would have gotten rid of them. He is sort of also looking on, like, a radio for other people, right? He has um, that radio and the cameras around, and I don't know if they found a way to communicate. Maybe they do communicate with other people through his, like, setup downstairs. Isn't there a scene where he's like, is anyone out there? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, is that true? I think there is. There's something like that. He's definitely trying to still like yeah. figure stuff out, and he has all the papers and stuff. There's one that's talking about, apparently, there was, like, a meteor that fell somewhere on Earth, so... It's kind of hinting at probably these are like aliens what? that fell from that me- meteor. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of like background stuff. You know what that if I you look said? At, uh, you know that newspaper? Uh-huh. It's sound, it says on it. Mm-hmm. They know that it's sound, you know? Yeah. I was like, think. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you think the person who printed that just died? <laughs> Printers are loud, yeah, man. The printer. <laughs> <laughs> They must know. <laughs> they must know. I was telling you that, and you were like, oh, no. You wouldn't be standing by it. And I'm like, what the frick are you doing while you're printing? I don't know. I mean, maybe on a newspaper, because I would have, like, multiple prints. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what if you have to print your return things for your Amazon package? And Which I did, too. <laughs> yeah, because we had to return some mic stands, because they didn't work. Anyways. And, like, you know, you're standing there because where are you going to go? How are you ever supposed to microwave your dinner? <laughs> well, they don't use microwaves. That's true. You're going to have to adapt to a whole new lifestyle. You'd have to learn how to cook. That's true, but I, I can't, you know, imagine, like, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say your <laughs> alarm can't go off. Yeah, but you don't need to wake up for anything. I think you asked me if I would survive in this world. Yeah. And I said yes. And you don't believe me. Well, what's, why do you think you would survive? I feel like I could be quiet if I wanted to. I always imagine, whenever I think about this movie, I'm like, what if you snore? You're screwed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we snore. I don't know. Uh, but if you do, 
you'd be screwed. True. What if you sneeze really loud? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Me and my allergies, I'd be dead in like the spring. <laughs> if someone makes a funny joke, signs a funny little joke, <laughs> and you just laugh out loud. Well, Better wait. be the best joke of your life because that's when you die. Do you think you'd survive in this world? Probably not. But you seem to think you'll survive in Jurassic Park? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I don't know how you so, think you'd survive. So yeah, the story. Actually, yeah, it is kind of, there is quite a bit of world building. Yeah. Build bidding, building, bidding. which is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's done pretty quickly, and you do get the sense of everything that's happening. And it's done well enough that you do kind of feel like you're part of the world because you kind of don't want to make a sound when you're watching the movie. That is you know? true. Like, it's effective enough that everyone watching that movie in a theater was absolutely quiet and was like, oh, God, we're in this world. Like, it brings you into the world. Yeah, you know? I guess so, but you're not really afraid you're going to die. You're more afraid no. that the people around you will judge you. Yeah. But even that, it's still effectively bringing you into the world. Mm-hmm. So I think there's people who like scream in theaters. Oh yeah, I've def- I've been in a theater with people screaming. But like, do you? It's think- always guys. I'm just saying, <laughs> guys are wimps in in horror movies. <laughs> but do you think they're like in this movie and they're just they feel like they can't? Do you think they feel restricted in their feelings? Oh, because they can't scream. Yeah, because they feel self conscious. Maybe you should always feel self conscious because it's weird. I know I teared up watching this movie the first time. Yeah, I don't, I don't cry. Yeah, she doesn't cry because she's... I don't. I just don't cry in movies that often. There's yeah. few movies that you make don't, me cry. You don't cry at sad things in movies. You I cry at more like... It's more like character emotional moments. How is that not sad? But not like, oh, someone dies sad. No, because I don't, I don't think that that's... Well, it depends. I don't know. Like, the, the only movies that make me cry are Little Women... <laughs> And At the age of 17. <laughs> yeah, but the moment in Little Women you, that you're crying, it's not like a sad moment. It's just the character. What? When not like, it is sad. When Joe goes, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of them saying that women are all, all that love is all that a woman's uh, fit for. I'm so sick of it. And then she stops and she goes, but I'm so lonely. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so sad. This is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. How do you not... I don't know. But then, like, someone goes, ah, I'm dying, and everyone's, like, bawling, and I'm like, but they're not actually dead. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't feel any personal connection to this. Okay. So, I don't know. I just, I, do you not cry at the little women scene? No. What? You don't think that's sad? I think it's sad, but I didn't cry. But you cried at, what did you cry about in this movie? I didn't cry, but I teared up. At what? I don't think it was when he died. It was then when it was, um, the mom and her in the basement, like, the the what communications room or whatever yeah. and then she like finds his layout of him trying to fix her like receiver thingy that made you tear up it was either that or him dying i don't remember but 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 little women didn't make you tear up yeah you're crazy god <laughs> i don't trust you anymore <laughs> i don't trust you you People, don't, cry, like, you don't cry in movies i'm like why well, only cry when things are actually sad <laughs> you cry at two things when Beth died, I might have cheered up. And at she that, like maybe. even like the beach scene, but, okay, yeah, where I she's might... like, you, the tide has to go out. It goes out all at once, it's slowly, but whatever. I think I teared up at her dying, but I didn't tear up at that speech. Or like the part where Amy's like, um, "I've spent my whole life being second to Joe, and I'm not gonna be." Oh, God, I should be able to quote this movie yeah. better than I am. <laughs> 
She's like, not when I've spent my whole life loving you. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> or even the scene oh where Lori's like, I love you, Joe. And she says no. And then she goes, I, he goes, I think you will marry Joe. I think you'll find someone and love them because it's in your nature, whatever. And then he goes, and I'll watch. And I'm like, oh, my God. Unrequited love, man. Okay, guys, if you want to see a Little Women podcast, I don't care if you want it. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> but if you want it. <laughs> we have it on our list. It is something yeah. we've thought about. Yeah. God, that's a movie you should be crying in. Anyways, my point is, you know, I cry at real things. Okay. <laughs> sure. Is there anything else in the story that... I think we've touched on most of it. It's not that complicated of a story, so there's not too much to talk yeah, about with it. Yeah, I guess it. the biggest thing is that's sort of the way it manages to really get you in without much dialogue. Yeah. I, I guess I'll amp it up to a 7.5. Mm-hmm. I think I'll go 8. Okay. We've got a math. 7.5 and 8 is 16, 15.5. <laughs> 15.5? Nice. Okay. And then I took dash 2 math. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move on to round two which is character count which is scoring based on character development and relationships again i feel like because the characters don't have a lot of backstory mm-hmm. they don't there's not a ton of development but there is a good relationship between uh john krasinski and what's her name millicent simmons mm-hmm. uh because she sort of feels like she's responsible for the death of little boy yeah and <laughs> i don't know what you want me to call him i could tell you the name if you wanted do you want the yeah, name bow 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 okay so it's she feels responsible for killing little bow and <laughs> little Bo. but he doesn't really do anything to say that that's like not true mm-hmm. so she does always kind of feel like she's I guess the less favorite child. Yeah, and then you get that scene with uh, Marcus, which is the the middle guy. That kid is so cute. He's really cute. <laughs> um, but you get that scene with him at the waterfall where he's like, you really need to tell her that. Yeah, he says, like, do you blame her? And he says no. And, she, and then he goes, because she blames herself. Mm-hmm. You still love her, right? He goes, of course I do. And he goes, you should tell her. Yeah. Because he never does. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, well. He does eventually. Well, and yep. At the end, mm-hmm. he goes, "I love you." He signs. Sorry, <laughs> I love you. I've always loved you. Ah! Fun fact with that scene, with that actually, apparently it originally was just "I love you," but then Millicent came up and was like, "I think you should say I've always loved you," because they have that scene earlier where they're fighting, mm-hmm. and and so. She was like, you should change it to I've always. And apparently her saying that made John Krasinski cry because he's like, that's so sweet. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, little fun so, fact. I guess for an initial score, I'll hit another seven. I said 7.5. Okay. So we're, we're close. Do you want to go character by character? Yeah. So let's start with the actual name is Lee Abbott is their last name, um, okay. which is John Krasinski. Yes. Director, mocap person, <laughs> mo-cap. writer. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if he edited it. No, I'm just no he didn't edit it. I mean, his main goal is just he he's a very adept survivalist and he wants to keep his children safe. And I think it'd be interesting to know what these people did before this happened. Um. I think he was a mechanic. But how do you know that? Apparently, it said somewhere. <laughs> well, then, but that's not, like, movie giving me backstory. Well, I mean, he is, like, he's doing some fancy stuff in his basement. He's rebuilding her, her hearing device thing. 
Yeah, the hearing aid thing is kind of interesting because you could see it as like, is it him saying, I want you to have this so that we can prevent more accidents happening Mm -hmm. because I believe that you're the problem or is it because I want you to be safe? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Because he does like And I don't want what down... happened to my my little boy to happen to you <laughs> yeah. because I love you. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both cuz he does like low key blame her for what happened, but he also understands that like accidents happen. I mean, she did give the kid the battery It was back. it was her fault. It wasn't a great <laughs> idea. It wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it was her fault, but but he also was still her dad. She could have just given him her. the thing without the batteries. Yeah. But that that's his main arc is he, he blames his daughter for what happened, like, kind of. But, yeah, like, low-key. But he also just wants to keep them safe and make sure that they can survive when he's gone. hmm You know? So he's, like, he's kind of filled with hope. Yeah, he's a very hopeful person. He's really trying to figure out what, what they can do. Yeah, he has, like, that whole whiteboard like, thing whiteboard thing and he has a ton of newspaper <laughs> the newspapers again he has yeah. a ton of newspapers of all the stuff that's happened he's he's working hard yeah but then again like that is really kind of the only thing that happens yeah that's is. really all that there is and he like brings um middle boy mm-hmm. whatever i don't know what we're calling him we'll call him middle boy middle boy to his the- name's marcus I don't don't want to call him Marcus. Okay, middle boy. (laughs) (laughs) Because they never say that his name's Marcus. I know. So he takes middle boy to like the the waterfall river river thing, but he won't take. What should we call her? Her name's Reagan. Girl. Call her Millicent Simmons. (laughs) He won't take Millicent Simmons to the to the. We'll call her girl. Whatever. Yeah, to the river. Why not? Is it because he's afraid that she's gonna make a? No. Why would he? I maybe it's just, just because then she, she can't really make noise. Well, yeah, she could, but... I mean, I think it's partially because he wants... the Their son is pretty terrified of everything. Yeah. So I think it's partially him being like, I want to take you out so that you learn how to, like, take care of yourself when I'm yeah. gone. Again, I think it's that, and then it's also partially he's like, you can't hear anything, so... I guess you could think of the waterfall, river, whatever, as, like, also hope. Mm-hmm. And, like returning to the normal yeah so he's kind of like i mean also that seems important because then he's like big sound (laughs) big sound (laughs) safe no safe little sound safe when big sound nearby nearby i don't know something like that yeah he said it like that though he signed it like that yeah but that's that's really all there is to the character again they're pretty simple so we can move on to evelyn which is the mother emily blunt by emily blunt yeah yeah it's kind of wild that they, the couple duo people... Married in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, uh, so she initially didn't read the script. Well, and your <laughs> husband goes, want to be in my movie? You go, well, let me read the no. script. Well, no. So he was like, he was like, okay, here's my script. And she was like, oh, you sh- I don't think she read it, but he was like, okay, my- I'm doing this movie about this. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I have a friend I can recommend to you. I don't know who that friend was. Okay. But um, she was like, oh, you should get, you should contact. It's Jenna Fisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should contact my friend. I think she'd be good for this part. I think, I don't know if, I- he might have reached out to her or something. 
but they hadn't like cast anybody and then she was on a plane with him and she read the script and she was like no 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 i gotta do this role so then they gave it to her obviously (laughs) oh did he even offer it to her though to emily blunt or the other girl emily blunt like was he like hey babe do you want to be my movie and she goes well i know somebody who would be good for that or was he like hey babe i'm doing this movie isn't it kind of cool and she's like oh i know someone actually this is my role you can't say no because we share babies (laughs) we share babies (laughs) (laughs) so you know i don't know i don't know their relationship i mean it sounds like she didn't read the script and she wanted she was like encouraging him to direct it and be in it so it sounded like she was just kind of like go do your own thing but then she really wanted to be involved in the project after she read it and was like this is a great time i want to be the mother and then he couldn't refute that. <laughs> he was <laughs> He's like, like, okay. He was like, okay. And her whole arc is is kind of similar. She wants her children to be safe. But she also, I think, wants them to kind of have somewhat of a normal life. Because yeah. she's still, like, homeschooling middle boy. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's teaching midi- middle boy how to divide. Yeah. And it's like, do we need this in this world? The thing is, they don't really. But it's just kind of to keep them grounded in reality. Yeah. You know? That's a good thing. And she she's a she's a little badass in this movie. She gets the short end of the straw in this movie. She goes through labor. <laughs> yeah, labor, and then having to deal oh, with oh the nail. Oh the nail. The nail. Yeah, we don't like that scene. That scene's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's not fun to watch though. I mean, it's not that graphic. No, but you. you it imagine. could go through the top of the foot. That would be really graphic. If it was a long nail. Yeah. That wouldn't well, be good. I know people who have stepped on nails before. Yeah. I feel like once you feel it, you kind of stop. I don't know. She has a lot of... She did kind of go full full stop. Yeah. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she did go full stop. <laughs> she just kind of like stepped on that. I mean, she was like racing down the stairs and she had a baby. Well... She had extra baby weight on her. I feel yeah. like it'd be hard... If you were walking down the stairs... And if you felt a nail, you wouldn't really be able to stop the momentum. So You could, like, teeter backwards. Maybe, but I don't know. She filmed the bathtub scene, I think, in one take. I was getting mis- mixed messages online because I also read that they did it over four days, but then they're also saying it was a one-take thing, so I don't, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> um, but what I did One take read, over four days. They just left the camera It was rolling. a really long they take. They were going to do a time lapse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But what I did read is that the crew was very uncomfortable after they filmed that scene because they felt like it was something that they shouldn't have been watching because it was a very intimate moment. And they they were very uncomfortable after. I guess so. But apparently Emily Blunt was very excited to do that. Not excited because it was like exhausting for her to do. It could be fun. But she said that it was really fun because there was a lot of, like, emotions to play with, with the monster coming up the stairs. So it, it sounded like she had not a good time because it, it would be pretty exhausting. Uh, yeah. But Well, if she didn't one take, is it that exhausting? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently he didn't have any notes for her. He was just like, yeah, I trust you with, with childbirth, so <laughs> just go for it. It's not like she's actually birthing a child. No. I don't actually know how exhausting these things would be. I think it would be pretty exhausting. What do you think's a more exhausting birth scene? This one Mm -hmm. or Breaking Dawn Part 1? Breaking Dawn Part (laughs) 1. Giving birth to a demon baby. Do you mean actually in the movie sense or for filming sense? I don't know. (laughs) Because I mean for character sense, probably Breaking Dawn. (laughs) I honestly think for acting, probably too. I don't know. 
I don't think so. Why? Because, I mean, emotions are pretty, like, exhausting for actors to go through, especially if it's, like, that complex. Because, I mean, if you look at, like, her reaction and, like, they really focus on her face in that scene. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot you can really see in her face like all of the things going through her head and that is like pretty complex for actors to do so i would say that because also breaking dawn she's really just screaming the whole time there's not really that much to it i guess so. i don't know but <laughs> i think emily blunt takes it <laughs> well if this was a bonus round i'd disagree okay <laughs> well good thing it's not <laughs> you know how we were watching it last night and you were like the baby's not crying afterwards Yep. That's unrealistic. Apparently, when she sits in the tub, there's, like, blood coming yeah. from her. Yeah. Apparently, that's a sign that there's something wrong with the baby in actual childbirth. Ooh. And apparently, when that happens, that means that there's bleeding and the child doesn't have that much blood in them. Yeah. So, it makes sense that afterwards, the kid's really quiet because they're pretty much, like, passed out because they don't have that much blood in them. So apparently it actually is true. <laughs> it actually would make sense that it wouldn't be crying very much. I guess so. Which I found interesting. Would it not die then? I don't know. Well, it doesn't. I think it's just something where it's like it, it has a little bit less blood. So it's not like dying of blood loss. But I don't know baby science. But I, I read that they don't were like... Don't you gotta like, get the, actually... air, the water out of your lungs? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Like they cry because they gotta get it out of the water. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I read that that actually kind of makes sense that the baby wouldn't be crying afterwards. So I was All like, right. good job, movie. <laughs> sure. I don't know if there's anything else really to talk about with, with this character. No, again, most of these characters are just kind of one-dimensional, kind of. Mm-hmm. They have one thing that they have to... Which is fine, but... Yeah. Yeah. We'll move on to the daughter, Millicent Simmons. I feel like she's probably the most complex. She definitely is. She's 17 years now, so... Like in real life. She was probably like 14. So she was, yeah. When they shot it. She did one other movie before A Quiet Place. Um, The actual implant thingy, it's called a a colloquial. I can't say it. Cochlear? Cochlear, that's what you say. Cochlear? Cochlear? One of those. Cochlear implant. That's what it's called. Yeah, the thing in your ear. Yeah. It's not a hearing aid. It's it's like a different thing. And I, I looked up the science because why not it apparently like it translates vibrations into the air into nerve impulses that the brain then receives a sound so it's not like in ear yeah it's like a brain thing oh yeah sure which is why she never actually puts anything like in her ear Uh it's like attached to her head or whatever the ear is a wild structure yeah apparently this kind of thing happens when it's the in your ear has get has some sort of damage to it Mm -hmm. which apparently actually happened to her as a baby so She's been deaf since she was a little baby. For character, though, she definitely is, I think, the most complex. Well, she has a lot of guilt that she has to deal with, and then she has to feel like her father maybe doesn't love her as Mm -hmm. much as he loves his other children or as much as he could. Yeah. Well, especially with the baby coming, she's probably like, they're focusing on this baby coming, which makes sense because they kind of have to, but also they're probably maybe neglecting her a little bit because they're trying to just figure out how we're going to have this baby uh-huh. <laughs> without making any noise. It's it's guilt, it's wanting love. Yeah. And just also I think wanting them to trust her again and kind of prove that she's able to survive and help out. Yeah, and she doesn't feel very comfortable around her father cuz mm-hmm. that scene where her mom's like go get your father for dinner or whatever and she's like no. Yeah. Like she doesn't want to bother him. 
So she she has the most to her. It's again not super complicated, but then I guess that other kid probably has the least amount of development. Yeah, he really doesn't have very much. We can move on to him. His because name in the movie is technically Marcus, but it's Noah Jupe, right? Yeah, it's Noah Jupe. Oh, he's so cute. He was he's on a movie cute. in a movie yeah. that you were in. I, he was, and you've never seen it. I have not seen it. I haven't seen anything that I did extra work in. Yes, he's in Wonder. Yeah. With uh, Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay's adorable. He is really cute. He's so cute. He ran to Crafty when I was at Crafty, and literally his, like, I I want to say handler, that's not the right word, (laughs) but but his, like, his person there to kind of, like, keep him, yeah, his babysitter, pretty much, was, like, chasing after him, because he was like, I want the candy, and I was like, this is adorable. (laughs) But yeah, I did. I I was technically, technically son of you. He's pretty cute. He is. He's he's fifteen year olds now, so he was pretty young again. Oh man, I wonder if he's still cute. He's like I look at him and I'm like, oh man, I want a little boy. <laughs> he was apparently also in Ford versus Ferrari, which we have not seen. Oh. But he was apparently in that too. So his character is really just he's scared all the time. <laughs> yeah. He looks That's really terrified. all that he has is that he's kind of he's terrified of. I don't know if it's because their sibling got yeeted at the beginning of the movie so i don't know if that kind of like i mean you don't really see his reaction at the beginning of the movie because he's sick yeah and so that's why they have to go to the pharmacy Mm -hmm. so you don't really see if he's that scared but yeah but i don't know if that maybe had something to do with then him later being scared of everything and he doesn't want to go with his dad to the Mm-hmm. Um, creek or whatever. But he is kind of insightful, like we were saying in that scene where he says, you know, she blames herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, she's not telling him, you know, signing, I blame myself. Yeah. So he's like perceptive. Mm-hmm. He's still interesting, but he just is mostly scared. <laughs> yeah. And then he he kind of falls into that corn thing. Yeah. Or whatever that is. The corn silo? It's a grain silo? I think that's what they're called. I think it's grain. I don't know. Or corn. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know. I don't either. What is corn? (laughs) I had this conversation with you. She did. Because I was like, what's the difference between popcorn and this corn? (laughs) Is this corn? What is a corn kernel? What is corn on the cob? How many different forms of corn are there? This is a very real conversation we had yeah, during we the movie. Did. And I was like, I and you know didn't give me any answers. I mean, I think and I couldn't tell if you didn't know or if you thought I was dumb. I feel like I kind of know, but also I don't know all of the forms of corn. I think that corn, like popcorn, is that corn that's like hasn't fully developed to be like soft yet. So it's like I don't know. How do you corn? McKenna knows. Like, we go. corn on the yeah. cob comes out on a cob. But our corn kernels, yeah. that's a baby corn. That's a good question. My mom's asked that. She's like, do they just grow little corn nubs? <laughs> yeah, like, God, uh, this we have to keep this in because I need someone to tell me. <laughs> Popcorn is a special variety of corn. Mm. Okay. And it does have different kernels. That mm-hmm. That's why it has that hard shell, unlike other corn, which mm-hmm. is why it does that. Okay. So when you have, like, corn that you eat, mm-hmm. like, frozen corn, little whatevers, did they pick those off the cob? Well, they, there's, yes. like, the corn, sh- what and are they called? Shuck it? The, the, yeah. Oh, that's to get it off. Let's get that out. No, but they do. They have, like, machines that will... Oh. They, they pretty much just, like... Yeah. Or is it a little... I hope you yeah. enjoy this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no. 
That was the worst. Thank you. What a good joke. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Anyways, corn. Yeah, he falls in the corn. Mm-hmm. And then you told me that you would completely die. Yeah, people die from that. It's but a thing. they don't. So but it is a thing. Do you think you could survive corn? Oh, no. <laughs> the corn would have gotten me. What are you more me. likely to survive? Corn or the monsters? Or Jurassic Park? <laughs> <laughs> I think the... The thing with corn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing with corn is that it's pretty much like aggressive quicksand. Yeah. Like it literally just like I mean, swallows I you up. I can see why you would suffocate. I'm yeah. just wondering if like if you like belly flop into the corn, <laughs> wouldn't you be fine? Because you'd have more surface area. Maybe yeah. I think that's how you would survive corn. But the thing is, he f- <laughs> he falls like straight up and down, which is a problem. Because then you yeah. just get. And then she jumps in, and it's like, was this a great idea? Well, she jumped in with the thing, like the oh, like the thing the fell door? down, like the door fell down, mm-hmm. and then she jumped down, and then used the door to help him. Yeah. And then she got almost swallowed too. Anyways, he's a, a okay character. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of cool. I think he's still needed because you need that kind of conversation with him and the dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he definitely is the most. Do you um, think if we're talking about character, do the aliens count? I think they kind of do. I mean, they are pretty important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to get into more of them and visuals because, oh. for obvious reasons. But I, guess I mean, so. the, the actual monsters themselves are. It's an interesting concept that they they pretty much use like echolocation to yeah, get around. Like they don't have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like um, bats. Oh yeah. Probably more like bats. <laughs> Dolphins have eyes. Bats also have eyes. What are you talking about? Well no, but bats they have eyes but they don't really see very well. I don't know. I guess there's they're really not that deep. They're just monsters. Yeah, they're just monsters. So anyways. And I think yeah, I mentioned earlier it they kind of Suggest that they might have been like aliens that came down on a meter, a meter, a meteor or something from a little newspaper clipping. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's probably it for character. It's not yeah. really a whole lot. I think, uh, what did I say? I think you said seven and I said 7.5 initially. I feel like I would stick with a seven because I still think they are pretty one dimensional. Yeah, I'll maybe go seven too. Okay. 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 So, we're both doing seven, which gives us a 14. Okay, uh, we're going to move on to round three, which is visual volume, which is scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything that's like wildly great visually. I guess the character designs of the uh, monsters would count then. Mm-hmm. I guess we could start with an eight. I said eight, Change too. Change my mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can still talk about it. Yeah. There we well, go. So, like, what's your favorite? What do you think's great about it? I mean, I guess we'll, we'll start with cinematography. Mm-hmm, sure. So, it was done by Charlotte Bruce Christensen. I think that's how you say her name. Mm-hmm. She also did things like The Girl on the Train, which I have not seen. I've seen that movie. Um, it's and just okay. Far from the Matting Crowd. Those are the main ones that I recognized. I haven't seen that movie either, but I've heard of it. I've never <laughs> seen that movie. Um those are the main ones she hasn't done too much though but the ones that kind of stick out are the bridge scene i think they kind of play with a lot of emotion of like reaction shots a lot because it focuses on that would be editing though i mean yeah but also they had to shoot it i (laughs) I don't know so but it's just a shot i mean yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean i guess 
it wouldn't be cinematography then but it's a good design the mm-hmm. bridge yeah it's a real life bridge in i think it's also in upstate new york somewhere yeah I was watching specifically the argument scene with the daughter and the dad. Mm-hmm. Again, after they come out and he gives her the implant thingy. Yep. That one they use kind of interesting. It's like a two shot looking at both of them kind of from far away. And he's, he like kneels down to her to give it to her. And that I found kind of interesting. And like before that, it has kind of a low angle looking up at John Krasinski. So it kind of like puts him in power when he's saying like, you can't go down there. Yeah. And then he kneels and it's sort of him kind of. Yeah. And then it goes to showing both of them and they're kind of at the same height level yeah stuff like that i think is kind of interesting i like that scene I also it's definitely the most emotional scene with the two of them i guess so well the scene where he dies well that one too but (laughs) (laughs) i like the scene where like right before that she's about to go downstairs and he grabs her and Mm -hmm. you have that look up at her Mm -hmm. that was kind of interesting yeah and then like the bathtub scene obviously yeah the lighting they also have that cool shot where they show her but then there's the monster coming up the stairs in the background stuff like that's pretty cool and then like the uh when he comes back and she like hits the shower shower thing thing. yeah yeah because she went in there for some reason (laughs) i still think it's for sound okay it's a piece of glass I mean, would you rather be sitting in a bathtub waiting or would you rather be in an enclosed would shower? Would you have the energy to get up and move to the shower? I don't know. I feel like you'd may, you feel like you might pass out. I don't know. I just feel like they did it for the surprise. I mean, probably. <laughs> and like the fireworks stuff is good too. Mm-hmm. The uh, red lights, that's an interesting one too. Yeah, I have that in my production design notes. Yeah, so the whole design of, I mean, I guess they shot in a real house, right? It wasn't a set. Um, well, the, fa- like, the exterior of the farm was the, like, farmhouse, but for interior, they usually, they turned pretty much, like, a, uh, an old, like, equestrian training area into, like, a production studio, pretty much, so they built some, like, oh. interior sets in there, yeah. and the scene later with the water in the, Yeah, because I was gonna um, also bring up, like, the basement is also cool, because mm-hmm. they have, like, that design of the mattress over the top, too. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, insulated. Yeah, they're putting work on. Too. Yeah. They're putting newspapers we need to do that for recording <laughs> well right now we're in our living room mm-hmm. so we can't do that true unless we put it on the windows <laughs> yeah stop the emergency people from but i mean like all of the design of the we house is her. kind of a little bit old-fashioned ish rustic mm-hmm. but also it's so it's kind of a little bit scary yeah it has kind of a eerie vibes yeah it's like I think it's eerie because it's, it looks kind of run down, but then when you go inside the actual rooms, they have kind of made it still a little bit homey, even though it's like the end of the world. Yeah. You know, like they still have the Monopoly board that they've kind of like modified to make it quiet with the little like fabric pieces. So they still yeah, have like things to do. Do you think they take showers or those too loud? I mean, they could go to the... The river? Yeah, John Krasinski's just at that waterfall having a good time. No one else showers. Yeah. I don't you know. Think that's how they bathe. I don't know. Probably. It's not a question that really gets answered, but no. Maybe they'll explore it in the second one. In the second one. Yeah, we can move. I mean, we kind of moved on to the production design. It was by Jeffrey Beecroft. I like his last name. Croft. Beecroft. No, Beecroft. What? How do you spell that? Like B and then Croft. I think B's his middle name. No, it's it's together. Like B, the letter B? No, like B-E-E, Croft. Oh, well, why didn't you say that? What? (laughs) (laughs) I said, how do you spell it? You said like B. I said B as in a B. No, you said like B. Whatever. Croft. 
It's Jeffrey Beecroft. Why do you like that name? I don't know. It just sounds fun. You like bees? Bees aren't fun. They can be fluffy. We should do bee movie. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All zeros. (laughs) Yeah, he did... I haven't seen any of these movies, but he did 12 Monkeys, Dances with Wolves. (laughs) We're back to 12 Monkeys. We're back to 12 Monkeys, Dances with Wolves, and two of the Transformer movies. I've seen a trend. Ooh, makes sense because this is like a. I don't know if we didn't mention it, but Michael Bay produced this movie. Yeah, I think it's Michael Bay's production company. Yeah. Oh, Throne. <laughs> Produced by, by Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. I was like, what's he been up to? <laughs> Apparently, producing a quiet place. There's actually a good amount of production people that are worked on the Transformer movies. Do you remember when Michael Bay was like a big deal? Yeah. Like as as like a figure in Hollywood. I don't know why. I don't know Transformers, but he made like really like actiony movies. Yeah, Transformers. Lots That's of all it. he did, isn't it? Yeah. You think he had anything to actually do with this movie? From what I've read, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like he was just like producing it. It sounds like he didn't really. But did he produce it or did he executive produce it? Because executive producers just throw money at stuff. Yeah, I know. Well, it was their but producers actually like put in work. Hold on. It says. Yeah, he's producer. Weird. He does have a producer credit, though. It's not an executive producer credit. Yeah, so what were we talking about before that? I just wanted to point that out. Um, We were talking about the production design. The farm? The light? I mean, really, the the only locations is the farm, aside from just the forest, but... And the pharmacy. Yeah, the pharmacy they used... Uh, I don't know if another this is, just town. It just looks like that, pretty much. I don't know if this is to do with production design. Probably not, but, like, all the sand that they put on the floor. Yeah, that would have to do with to it. To keep from, like, making noise. I also think it's so that their feet don't get hurt. I think you disagreed with me on that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't you're walking on gravel with bare feet. Yeah, but they're not walking on gravel. I, I'm saying... I mean, the sand's there because it's the quietest thing to walk on. Yeah, but I think it's like a dual purpose. Okay. It's also a good massage. A good sand massage. They also put like weird sand on the floorboards. What is that? I think that's so that they know where to step because wood's creaky. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, if we were in my house... If you were in oh, my room, yeah, no, I have died. a gi- I have a gigantic part in my room where if you step on it, it's not like a light creak. It's like, yeah. I just ruined McKenna's hearing. We walk hearing. into our apartment and we just die because the door creaks. Yeah. Oh, no, no doors are opened in this movie aside from the uh, car door at the end when they yeah, go in. Yeah, they're all kind of just stuck open, which I was saying, would you not freeze? They're in upstate New York. Well, Come I think winter, it takes place dead. in... in Iowa, which is even worse. Doesn't Iowa. it get pretty cold there? Iowa's kind of near Canada, right? Is it or is that Idaho? I don't know anything about the states. I think it's Iowa. I'm gonna say it is. I'm pretty sure I remember it was Iowa. Uh, anyways, I just feel like when it's winter, you freeze. I mean, yeah, but also you can't open doors. And you were saying in the winter you just die because of snow crunching. If you're walking on snow, it'd be. <laughs> Yeah. We keep on getting sidetracked. Um, this has to do with the film. It does. I think the production design of the the look of the farm and the layout, they have a pretty large area that they've taken up with all of their crops. And they have the silo that he kind of uses a, yeah. as a lookout tower. I think, like, like the fire is cool, too. Mm-hmm. The fire and the fireworks and the red lights are, like, my lighting things that are cool. Yeah. And also that bathtub scene. Mm-hmm. I think we should talk about character design. Like, not design, but, like, uh, the 
The monsters. The monsters. The monster design. <laughs> the monster design. It is a pretty cool design. They kind of look like all the new monsters, which is like the Demogorgon from Stranger Things, you know? Yeah, they like have like a Stranger weird. Things vibe to them. But you said their arms were longer? I mean, they walk on four legs, I think. They're more like crawly. They're like Slenderman esque. Mm-hmm. If Slenderman and the Demogorgon had a baby, that would be. It would be that thing. Plus something that can hear really well. Yeah. And a bat. They, uh. Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, they wanted the they wanted the creatures to look like they had evolved to just have no eyes anymore, which is obvious they don't have any eyes. But they wanted to, them to still be kind of humanoid, kind of. I guess so. They don't really look like humans at all. I mean, but they act kind of humanoid. They kind of like... How? I don't know. John Krasinski <laughs> did the motion cap. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> the initial creature design, apparently they had like rhinoceros-like horns out of their faces, which they took out. I feel like that wouldn't have looked as good. No. I kind of like that they're just kind of, they're pretty simple looking. They took references from prehistoric fish, black snakes, and bats for the kind of like texture of the... fish. Okay. <laughs> for like the texture of um, the skin and the different like plates on the head. It kind of opens up plates in their head so that their ears So they can like hear up. the thing. Yeah. That's also kind of an interesting design thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would fall under. I guess editing when they hear things and it goes like and then the amplified sound mm-hmm. that's probably editing it is editing but yeah, yeah i mean the character design is is good mm-hmm. and interesting and i like the production design yeah. costuming what the girl wears i was looking at like it looks like you're wearing a swim shirt <laughs> oh yeah she's wearing like like a really high neck kind of like turtleneck, turtleneck top and it's fully long sleeved yeah i was like what is i that? think it's black but then she's wearing like a skirt or something I don't know why. That, that would be fun. me in the summer trying not to get a sunburn. You would die of heat. Yeah, but I wouldn't get a sunburn. I guess pick your battles. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pick your battles. Choose your death. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care about the costume. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> it is an odd choice. It's just, I just, every time I see it, I'm like, what an odd shirt. The rest of the costume is pretty fine, though. Do you want to cap that off, then? I think that's about it. I, did I say seven? I think we, we agreed. An initial for, oh, we eight. Ag- we agreed on eight. Oh, I mean, I think the design for the farm and their kind of environment is pretty cool. You kind of get the sense that they can survive. Like, you look at all of their different setups. Well, they are surviving. Well, they are. But you kind of get the idea of how just by their setups. Like, you see when they're making dinner, she has, like, the different little fabric set up. Everything's there. They have their games set up Mm -hmm. that they can still play so that they're in touch with reality still. All of his electronics and trying to figure out what's happening in the area and fixing her implant like you get the sense without really explaining all the things that they're doing that they could that like you could survive like this in this world and i guess a lot of the movie is very visual Mm -hmm. because there's not a whole lot of sound yeah so i guess i'll stay with an eight yeah i think i'm gonna say eight okay so it's 16 out of 20 Okay, so we're going to move on to round four, which is editing enumeration, which is scoring based on editing, music, and sound design. Woo! Woo Sound design. Yes. What's your initial score? I guess because it is quite a sound-centric music music movie. (laughs) We'll go for a nine. I said 9.5. Oof, that's a lot. I mean, 
we kind of had we didn't have an argument but <laughs> <laughs> yeah like this movie got I, you're probably gonna bring this up but this movie kind of got snubbed at the oscars yeah i think it got chipped at the oscars because and i mean okay because it, it got nominated for sound editing uh achievement in sound editing yeah yeah sound editing and then it lost to bohemian rhapsody mm-hmm. and people were kind of mad about it but i was like this movie doesn't have a ton of sound in it mm-hmm. and so i can kind of see why it's you know not that i mean impressive. my argument for that is that it doesn't have that much sound but the little sound design and elements are really good well, maybe start with editing because that we don't talk about very much. But just to like touch on it briefly, there's like smaller elements of what they do that's like mixed together to kind of create the background of the world. Like and the they, visual elements, like the like visual editing, you're talking about, like the the sound editing for the oh. like the ambience 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 yeah for like the ambience in the background there's like interesting stuff that they did to kind of make it because they needed background sounds but they couldn't have anything like stand out because Mm -hmm. that's the point of the world is that no sounds can stand out yeah because you'll go and die so they kind of had to work with that because usually if you look at other other movies that have like forest ambience you have a lot of like birds chirping that sometimes like stand out kind of Mm -hmm. and there's like other noises that stand out but with this they kind of had to make it a lot more monotoned with the sounds but still like make it believable if that makes sense so i know we'll get to that later yeah but yeah you say nine i say 9.5 yeah i think it's mostly really just the sound because other than that if we're talking about like a visual editing and like a reaction shot i guess mm-hmm. you have lots of points where they do show you exposition mm-hmm. in a sense of that world building so like yeah. his whiteboard and like the little shot with the uh the newspaper and the it's sound and you know mm-hmm. the kind of yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know how to explain it any better than that well yeah they they do a lot of focusing on random elements in the world i mean the first scene they're showing like a broken street light and then they go into the pharmacy and they're showing just like empty kind of shelves to kind of show you that it's like a dystopian, like the world's ending. So like they do a lot of focusing on smaller elements in the world to kind of bring you into it and kind of give you clues as to what's happening. Yeah, but I feel like all of that's pretty normal. Yeah. So then it really only comes into being like a 9 or a 9.5. With the sound. Yeah. yeah. And then music is also another thing. Yeah, I'll get to the music. It was actually kind of interesting. But I'll get to that when we get oh, to music. Okay. Well, um, just say? really quickly, the editing was done by Chris, Christopher Tel- Telfson. Um, he did the editing on Moneyball, which I've not seen. I've seen that movie. Um, Joy, which I, I also have that. not seen. And he also did the editing on The Village, which I know that you would appreciate. <laughs> oh, man. We should do The Village. I have not Here's seen The, the Village. Everybody says that they don't like The Village. I'm here to say that's not a good opinion. <laughs> I really like that movie. We, I watched it in sociology class when uh-huh. I was in high school, and I don't know why people hate it so much, but... I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it. I've just... Everyone that I've heard who's seen it, it's like that movie's I terrible. I kind of like Joaquin Phoenix's acting, and I think he's good in that movie. I think Bryce Dallas Howard is also good in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like M. Night Shyamalan. 
you know yeah i feel like that's just i just it really enjoy that movie and mm-hmm. i just don't understand why people are so annoyed with it i don't know i mean i can't comment on it that kind of has similar vibes to this movie actually i've seen a picture of the monster from that movie it has a weird like almost porcupine kind of like yeah. spiky thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean have you seen that movie no but i've seen clips i've seen oh, like man. i've seen the picture of the monster from that we movie. should watch do you know how that movie ends no oh good okay <laughs> maybe one day we'll watch the village okay <laughs> But yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that, that he did the editing on The Village. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the, like, picture editing of this movie is just suspense-based. Yeah. Because they do a lot of reaction shots and cutting between everyone just kind of, like, staring at what might appear or Mm -hmm. what might happen. And then again, the bridge scene, it it cuts between all the reactions and it goes back to the daughter a lot because she's kind of figuring out what happened because you obviously can't hear that the thing went off. Yeah. Ooh, this is another, I mean would have to do a sound editing what would i mean you could say it well it's more so like whenever you they're like kind of on her it goes mm-hmm. all very quiet and yeah. you can sort of hear a little bit in the background it's a really like muffled um because i guess it's supposed to be her perspective yeah and they actually um talk to the actress about how she actually hears things because mm-hmm. they wanted to just bring that into the movie and apparently when she does have the cloak it whatever you say cochlear implant whenever she has that on apparently she can hear muffled noises and when it's off she just hears nothing so that's why when it goes to her point of view they go with more of the muffled Mm -hmm. idea it's kind of interesting because it's like the movie's quiet to begin with but then it go when it goes to her perspective it gets like even more quiet Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting yeah the layers of quiet in this movie are interesting (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it's supposed to be like, yeah, I guess the different perspectives of the characters of who we're looking at it through. Yeah. Again, we're not editors, so we can't speak too much. But I think that the the editing does its job at making it suspenseful and interesting to look at. Yeah. So we'll move on to sound editing because that's the biggest part of this category. Um, It was done by Ethan Van Der Ryan and Eric Adahall. Adahall? can't say anyone's names in this episode. <laughs> Eric Adel, I think is how you say it. It's the two of them. They were nominated for the Oscar. Uh-huh. They worked together on things like Godzilla, Monsters vs. Aliens, The Meg, Monsters Bumblebee. Aliens. I know. <laughs> Bumblebee and also every Transformers movie. So this is what I'm going back. There's a bunch of Transformers people that worked on this movie. The Meg. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, me neither, but it looks like it's pretty bad. Yeah. I actually heard it's not terrible. Oh, okay. Um, and then individually, Ethan had worked on The Godfather, Godfather Part 3, Titanic, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, geez. Um, Pacific Rune Uprising. Oh, wow. Uh, and all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Jeez. So, like, they've worked on a good amount of stuff. And okay. Eric Adel, if that's how you say his name, he's worked on iRobot, Megamind, which I love Megamind. That's a good movie. <laughs> um, Kung Fu Panda 1 and 2. Oh, wow. <laughs> and like Argo, which is the more famous one. I haven't seen that movie either. Yeah, me neither. But I know that's the famous one. So they've both done a ton of stuff. Yeah. And... I guess they were like, this movie's really got to play off sound design. We better get some good people. Mm-hmm. They especially commented on that they wanted to kind of remove the comfort blanket that a lot of movies have of like loud music and sound effects and like explosions and drama, you know, because if you go to a movie normally, like an action movie or something, you expect to have a lot of loud noises. You expect to have like kind of exaggerated like things this is kind not of an action movie. It's not. But even a horror movie, you expect to have like jump scare sounds. And, yeah. like, a lot of suspenseful kind of, like, 
spooky music in the background you kind of expect that yeah so they wanted to really take the comfort blanket off of that of having to like be in the world and also be quiet with yeah everyone. so they wanted you to be uncomfortable which is yeah. what they succeeded <laughs> which doing. is exactly what they did <laughs> well it is weird because like when we were watching it here mm-hmm. we didn't feel uncomfortable i know we didn't care yeah because we've seen but it but it's only when you're in like a social setting yeah. with other people who you don't know it's interesting because I know when we watched it, when we made McKenna watch it, <laughs> I think we were pretty quiet when we watched it at Res too. But again, social setting. <laughs> yeah. But they definitely did succeed in making everyone uncomfortable while yeah, watching this good movie. Good job. Good Getting job. Their Oscar. Right? They said that if you can tie the silence to the Jeopardy and screen, then people start to lean forward. They become aware of the sound that they're making and hold their breath just like the characters. And that in a way, the audience becomes an active participant in the story. So that's what they were going for. Mm. And I definitely think that they did that. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. I'm just trying to think being an active participant. I mean, kind of like when I mentioned earlier, when it gets to the waterfall scene, everyone oh, calms yeah, I down. Guess so. And then immediately when it goes back to it being quiet again, when it cuts back to them at the house, everyone went back into quiet mode. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, no. <laughs> So I think that they got their point across. Yeah, it's good. And yeah, they couldn't have anything stand out with the ambience because obviously if that animal's heard more obviously, that animal's dead. So they had to play with making the world still sound realistic without having too but monotone I mean, like, of a... birds would be safe because they're all way up in the sky. I don't know. Maybe they can jump. That high? Cats can catch birds. In the... What? <laughs> Not in the air. But if a bird's but if a bird's in a tree and it makes a noise, a cat can get it. I guess so. I mentioned this earlier, but yeah, they helped the actress. What's her name? Millicent. Simmons. Yeah, she kind of gave them a look into how she actually hears the world, so that they could put that into the movie, so that when it goes into her perspective, you get the extra layer of kind of like muffled, yes. even quieter sounds. They also those sounds for the monster. They took kind of the same approach that. Steven Spielberg did with Jaws, which is like the less you see, the scarier it is. Yeah. They did that, but with sound, the less you hear of the monsters, the scarier it is when they appear because they kind of come out of nowhere. They also do that in the village. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they used the same kind of things that we were talking about with uh, dolphins and bats and beluga whale clicking sounds. Mm, they used yeah. that a lot for the sounds and mashed them together. And then they also mix that with like electrical kind of component sounds to get that ringing <laughs> wow that we all love hearing in theaters <laughs> you mean like the sound of like the frequency thing yeah going too high did you do you know in the first hunger games when she is that the first one I, what? there's an aggressive ringing noise in like i think the first hunger games when she hits the apple and then the explosion goes off and then she like there's like aggressive ringing is it when the the jacker trackers go down and they no no that's right before rue dies spoiler oh yeah but what are you talking about i don't know i'm saying the ringing in that movie is aggressive and it hurts my ears (laughs) oh okay side note side note hunger games hurts alsha's ears it does that scene is kind of painful if you have your volume up too loud it's like the light that was in my room at our old house yeah that light was so annoying that light was always like That's why you always had your light off. Well, no. Most of the time. That's because I actually turn lights off when I leave the room. Wow. (laughs) 
Um, it's pretty rude. And also because I love sitting in the dark. I also like sitting in the dark. I've got a lamp, which is better lighting. There you go. If I like ambience. Anyways, we can talk about the music. Yep. So the music was done by, again, another person I can't say his name, Marco Beltri- Beltrami? 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 Marco Beltrami. Mm-hmm. We'll say. He has done other horror movies like Woman in Black, which you haven't seen. I like that movie. That one's pretty good. Um, he did Scream and also Scary Stories Till in the Dark oh, with our good old friend, not David friend, Brisbane. our teacher from first year, David Brisbane. Yeah. Did the production design for that movie. Mm-hmm. Full circle. I not really. have not seen it. I haven't seen it either. But I'm sure it's great. He also did Warm Bodies, which we talked oh, about the other day. that's a great movie. I think we need to watch Warm Bodies. Again. I like Warm Bodies. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Same. But it's really good. Yeah. Um, he also did the music for the TV show Lucifer, which I also mm-hmm. haven't seen. But And he also did the music for Ford vs. Ferrari. That movie. Which I have not also seen. Was but like winning. I don't know if it won a bunch of Oscars. It didn't it win? It's nominated. But it did was, anybody see it? I don't know anyone who saw that movie. It's a movie. And it he is? did it. <laughs> wow. So due to the budget of this movie, Marco did not have the money to get a full orchestra to record for the soundtrack. So he really only was able to use like strings and pianos, which is where you get kind of that family theme that plays. I think it plays when there's the argument scene. It's really simple. It's just like string kind of noises. Uh-huh. I don't know how it goes. Yeah, I <laughs> but can't, I do. Like I, can't, I honestly can't remember the score. I can't. It's. Pr- I mean, it's pretty like background I was, noisy. I went to the gym today and I was gonna listen to it in preparation didn't. for this podcast. But it's really not good workout music. Yeah, it's so, not. It's pretty. It's pretty so like. I was chill. like, now I'll just play Mama Mia. I honestly instead. find it interesting that. <laughs> 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 I find it interesting that like the main theme of this movie isn't really like a horror movie sounding soundtrack. It's pretty like. It's because I don't think this is a horror. Movie. <laughs> no, but a lot of horror movies, even if they're not really that scary, they, they play have strings for sure. Yeah. Right? It's very like melodic and like pretty though. Like, the yeah. family theme. They have, like, a family theme, and then there's kind of a theme that comes in for the monsters. But the family one's pretty, like... Well, I mean, it's good, because it's sort of a thing of hope. and Yeah, it's a very hopeful, like, inspirational family theme. Whereas so, so many horror movies play with the strings so much going, like, uh, up, like, you know? Boop, boop, boop. No, but, like... Boop, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> the screeching noises. Yeah, and yeah. so to sort of play like the scary thing Mm -hmm. so i I think that's interesting and i think it works with the moments it comes in it helps with the emotion yeah it's it's not a super memorable score but no but i think that it it works with the situations that it shows up Mm -hmm. and it's not used too often there's not a whole lot of the family all being together yeah they're kind of like separated for most of the movie (laughs) i mean that's that's most of the stuff i think that in general the mixture of all of the sound and editing in the movie like meshes together pretty well mm-hmm. like they kind of worked in harmony with wanting the soundtrack to kind of be just an extension of um, the emotions in certain moments but then having the um sound effects and like the actual world sounds mm-hmm. being the main focus of the movie yeah and i like the use of the different levels of quietness <laughs> yeah so yeah, and I, I mean, we could touch on the fact that I think it got gypped for the Oscar. <laughs> I guess so. That could also do with society for, for awards, but... 
That is true. I mean, again, when I was talking about Bohemian Rhapsody winning it, I guess I can see why. Because it's more, they have to edit the music into the... Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, full disclosure, I've not seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet. It's really just okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think, I, like, I understand. I've seen that 15-minute scene from Bohemian Rhapsody that's just the uh, concert. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. impressive. I, I just, mean, Malik's impressive. Yeah. But I don't know if I would say it's, like, great. Well, I just I think know. that A Quiet Place is more inventive in the sound editing. That's true. Compared they to probably do put more... I don't know, effort into it, I yeah. guess. I mean, it was just more that they had to think about because for that movie, I would assume that there's been other, co- not concert movies, but there's been other, like, music-driven movies mm-hmm. that follow, like, performers and their lives. So it's not, like, a new thing that they had to figure out how to do. I guess so. So I don't know. I just think, I just think they got gypped because it was a more, like, individual thing that they did. I guess so. And I think I they mean, did I'm it pretty well. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I'm just saying I kind of understand it, but... Yeah. Anyways, do you want to crap that off? Yeah, I think I think that's good for... I think I'm going to stick with a 9. I think I'm going to stick with my 9.5. That's 18.5. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move to round 5, which is societal sum, which is scoring based on the impact the film has on society and the industry. This is really hard. I know. This one, I was like... <laughs> because I don't know... I remember when this movie came out that people were really excited about it and mm-hmm. they did really like it. I feel like a lot of people went to go see it that weren't usually scary movie fans. Well, I saw it and I'm not yeah. scary. I don't see horror movies. I mean, yeah, McKenna saw it. Well, we, we made, made her, her watch, watch it. it. I think we were like, we can get you through it. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, sweetie. <laughs> so, I don't know if it did anything for like the industry. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it was enough that it warranted a sequel. Yeah. So, I'm going to say, like, I don't know, like a 6.5. Is that an initial? I said 7 initially. Oh. Mostly because I was like, I don't know. I'm like, put a number. <laughs> yeah. Put- I don't know. This is one where I think we're, we'll have to kind of talk about it to figure out what it needs to be at. I, I guess so, but, like, what could we even say? Like, I mean, we'll go through it. So, again, it was nominated for the one Oscar, and it didn't win. But it's still, I think, be, again, because it got it nominated, at least got some well, appreciation. Well, it got the one nomination for film editing, mm-hmm. but not for... Or sound editing. Sound editing. Yeah. But it didn't get for sound... Mixing. Mixing. Yeah. Which... I feel like mixing would have almost been... There's always that age-old question of what's the difference. (laughs) (laughs) And I I guess mixing would be your levels and stuff. Like, I think Tenet would probably get a Razzie for worse sound. Oh, yeah, that would would lose. (laughs) You know, because none of it. You can't hear anything. Yeah, so I I don't really know. Like, I mean, I can understand it, but, Mm -hmm. like, why didn't it get nominated for mixing? I don't know. Oscars are fake. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. You heard it here first. But still, if we in the future make a movie, please consider us. (laughs) Yeah, for your consideration. But for right now, it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> um, the movie also has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's that's pretty high. pretty high. My God. Um, we don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still pretty high. Yeah. One of John Krasinski's favorite things that was said about the movie was said by Stephen King over Twitter. 
He quoted from Twitter saying, A Quiet Place is an extraordinary piece of work, terrific acting, but the main thing is the silence. I said that because it's in all caps. And how it makes the camera's eye open wide in a way few movies manage. So Stephen King, master of horror, (laughs) said really liked this movie, which... Doesn't Stephen King not like a lot of the adaptations of his movies? Yeah, I don't think he does. So I feel like it has to be pretty good for him to... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this movie also probably was good for, like, people in the deaf community. Mm -hmm. Because then you have more films that they can sort of feel represented in. Yeah. Or, like, more, like, opportunities for actors. I mean, John Krasinski made it very clear that he wanted an actress that was deaf. He didn't want someone to just play it because he was like, why? Why would we do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Why not just get someone who can play it properly? (laughs) Yeah, why not just... Why not hire the people that can that actually go through that? Well, you know? it also would be more realistic. Yeah. And so, also, like, why why wouldn't you do that? Exactly. And I, I mean, it was yeah, it was popular enough to spawn a sequel that was supposed to come out March this year, but now is not going to come out until apparently April, April next year, which is a full risk. Would you wonder, I was excited. I mean, because <laughs> it's, it's because of Corona. So do you think they weren't finished it, or do you think they just really want a big audience? I think they were finished it. I think it's just that they're not going to make money releasing it in the U.S. right now because no one can go to theaters in the U.S. Because the U.S. is screwed, you know? So what if it's not fixed by April? They're just going to keep prolonging it? I feel like it'll probably be fixed enough that they can release it by next year. I don't know if it did anything for the genre, really. Uh-uh. Like, it might have gotten some more people interested in seeing it because it got so many rave reviews. I don't know if that maybe would have made people that weren't usually into horror movies wanting to go see it. I guess so. Do you think people are seeing more horror movies now because of it? I don't think because of it, but I think just specifically for this movie. People were pretty excited for the second one to come out, I think. Oh Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I was too. Well, it's still gonna happen. Yeah. One day you'll see it. One day you'll see it. (laughs) <laughs> got really dark well that's always like the thing with movies coming out <laughs> You'll or see anything it. you have to look forward to you're like i can't die before this happens yeah nice <laughs> well it's like me and like after infinity war came out and i was like man i got a year what if i die i'll never know what happened <laughs> rip it's the true. people who died between infinity war and endgame <laughs> it's true I mean, the big. I think the the biggest thing that the movie did is the economy in the area that they filmed it. I mean, that really only affects that area. I know, but I'm just saying they did affect that but area. It's a good. good it's a nice thing. It's nice that they chose an area to film in, and they just Honestly, stuck with it. Because we have nothing to really there. say about this movie <laughs> in terms of society, I yeah. feel like I think a six point five is warranted. Yeah, there's not that much to look up with this movie because it is so so new. So are you going to say? Yeah, I guess 6.5. 6.5 and 6.5 gives us a 13. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to the bonus best round. So a film can get a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented. And it can win up to three points. Okay, we're ready. Okay. Chelsea. Time, let me just finish chewing on this Swedish berry. <laughs> Best couple collaborators. Ooh. Okay. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, number one. Uh-huh. Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. Tim Burton and, oh, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, She's no. in all of his movies. Yeah. And then John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I mean, I guess we'll start with Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard then. I like their relationship. Yeah. 
Dax Shepard is pretty good and without a paddle. Unrelated, but that's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're gonna do. We're one day we're doing without a paddle. I don't care if anyone's seeing it. It's <laughs> a great movie. Okay. Go see without a paddle. Okay. I don't. I haven't seen the. What did they do? I haven't seen it. I don't know. Some movie. Some movie. Well, whatever. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. She's in all of his. Didn't they get a divorce? Yeah. Literally in everything, though. Yeah. Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton. There's something going on there. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll trust you. Who are they sleeping with? Each other. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what the thing is? Like, I don't know if I like Helena Bonham Carter in all of these movies. I don't really either. There's so many of them. I bet mm-hmm. she's in Dumbo. I bet she plays an elephant in Dumbo. An elephant. Actually, they might have been divorced by then. Mm. Yeah, that was recently. So I don't know if I like that. I'm trying to think if it's any other couples. That I, what was the other one you had? Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. Did she mm-hmm. write Marriage Story with him? No. Oh. I like Greta Gerwig. I don't yeah. think I like Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Um. I mean, what I can say for Quiet Place is that from what I read, they really worked together. Like, he was always asking her what she thought. Like, he would say, I wanted to do this for this scene or whatever and they really like had a conversation about ideas and stuff that they could do mm-hmm. and he talked with her a lot before they filmed because he didn't want there to be the awkward like I'm gonna give you notes on set kind of thing so they really like figured everything out before they filmed it so he so never that, gave her notes he gave her notes but they like before they even got to set everything was pretty like planned out anyways so there was very little notes so there wouldn't be like arguing over her being like i think we should do it this way and then he's like no i think we should do it this way yeah so from what i hear it sounds like they they really collaborated together uh-huh. um i mean honestly all the other couples I, outside from Kristen bell and dax shepherd mm-hmm. they kind of seem annoying <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I like the other couples. <laughs> Christian Bell and Dak Shepard are adorable, though. <laughs> but I, I can't think of anything that was really important that they ever did together. Yeah. Other than, like, Chips, which is not a great movie. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Don't think it's great. Yeah. So do you want to just give it the point? I feel like I'd give it the point. All right, we'll give it the point. Best nice. couple collaboration. Next bonus round. The post-apocalyptic world that had the best chance of surviving. Ooh. A Quiet Place, Uh Bird Box, Uh Mad Max, or Uh 28 Days Later. Okay. I'd also like to input Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Continuation from from Um, last week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not a post-apocalyptic world. I mean, we'll still, we'll count it in there for fun. I feel like Bird Box would be really hard. Yeah. Way harder than Quiet Place. Yeah. Because you can't see anything. I think it's easier to like live. It's easier to live quietly than than to not see. Because they also can't use like cameras. They legitimately just can't see. That movie's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't like that movie. Yeah, I don't think I like it that much. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not. I feel like I I, there wasn't a lot of explanation of what was going on. Really, there's not. No, I don't know. I just don't really like that movie very much. But that movie would be a lot harder than a quiet place. Yeah. 28 Days Later? Was that another one? That's a zombie one, right? Yeah. Well, zombies. That would be harder. Maybe? No. I don't know. (laughs) Zombies? Because the thing is, zombies... How do the zombies function in that movie? Just, like, normal, classic 
don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I think I think they're pretty classic zombie, right? You could you could think of like any zombie movie though, like Night of the Living Dead. Some of them are more. Some of them are smarter than others. That's like, what I'm saying. What if this like, is like warm body zombies? Ooh, I f- I don't know if zombies would be easier or harder than being quiet. Because at least with zombies, you can just like barricade yourself somewhere, and you don't really have to worry about anything. I guess so. You could just you know yeah. So I would almost say zombies might be easier than a quiet place. What's the other one, Mad Max. I haven't seen, I haven't that, seen that one. We'll wait until McKenna's gets back to discuss that one. Okay. Um, and then Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, Jurassic Park's not a real. That's just a joke. Yeah. Because. But also, zombies would be easier to survive than Jurassic Park. Maybe know. not. Because you could just stay in the building. I would depend on your circumstances. Yeah. Because, like, Hammond doesn't ever have to fight anybody. He's safe the whole time. Yeah, he's just chilling. I mean, Jurassic Park's a joke one. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be too bad to survive, though. Okay. Most of them do survive. Actually, it's a lie. Yeah. Three of them die. There's a lot more characters than that. Statistically, you'd have a better chance of surviving than dying from the amount of people that die in that movie. Oh, sure, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for now, we're going to say zombies. Well, wouldn't Mad Max be hard? Because aren't, like, isn't the point of that movie they're, like, that entire movie's them driving around and, like, fighting, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like people are scarier than zombies. So I think 28 Days Later wins. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, and the third bonus round. Stepping on a nail halfway up the stairs scene that makes yeah, me cringe yeah. the most. Okay. It's a quiet place. Or Home Alone, my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a quiet place has got to get it. Hey, man. Home Alone is... That's not cringy, though. It doesn't make you cringe when you see it. What the f- That whole scene makes me cringe. I'm like, oh god. They, how come they're not dead? Oh, they should be dead. A hundred percent. His know. foot's also covered in, like, tar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the point, though, that I'm getting across also, is that that's, a, that's is, in a comedy setting. That's also, And like this is in the setting of this is... Family movie. Yeah, and this is in the setting of this is this this woman trying to race downstairs to tell her family that she's about to give birth and that they need to make loud noises so she doesn't get eaten by a monster. <laughs> I mean, it's true. You also can see it coming and you're like, oh no. Yeah, because they put it up, they they set it up earlier with her like s- sticking it up right when she's bringing the laundry and up I mean, the stairs. I mean, they do the same thing with Home Alone, but they do it during a montage with a song. Yeah. And he like taps it and it goes, Ding. Yeah. That's kind of the worst to think about. Especially because like the bottom of my foot's really tickly. <laughs> so whenever people touch it, it goes like my foot like just jerks. Mm-hmm. So if a nail went through it, I think it'd be like double, double yeah. time. You know the poppies for Remembrance Day. Oh, I yeah. had the uh, the little needle. It stuck into my foot pretty bad, and it. I don't stu- think that's the same. I know. I'm just saying this is the closest <laughs> I can I can get to it though. I know it stuck into the side on of my nails before. Yeah, but they were on shoes. Yeah, if you stepped on that nail, it wouldn't go Her through because your arches are so tall. Luck. I do have high arches. Yeah. Not enough to, like, miss a nail, though. If it's a small nail. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's a small nail. <laughs> if it's a small nail. If it's, like, a thumbtack. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, you'd be fine with thumbtacks. Yeah. Stepping on, on Legos, if it was a small Lego, you'd be fine. Yeah. Her foot also bleeds mad. Mm-hmm. Mad, mad heavy. Like, that's an entire carpet full of foot blood. Yeah. Gross. So I guess we can give that the point. Yeah, I feel like it would get the point. So two out of three points. We're gonna 
add up all the scores and add the two bonus points. Okay, with all of our bonus points and the regular points added up, our final score is... 79. Pretty good. Which is a letter grade of B+. That's pretty good. I mean, that might be our lowest rated episode. I don't remember. Yeah? Okay, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I still really like this movie. Yeah. I think it's just the fact that it... I think it's just like... It's, it's a pretty simple movie. There's yeah. not too much, um, like, deep about it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It works for the movie, but... Yeah, so, I mean, I guess as a final thought, it it is, like you said, a very simple movie, and it's one that I, I don't think about a lot. <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, I mean, it was entertaining, and it was good, but I didn't go home, and I wasn't like, man, what does this really mean, you know? No. It's more just about the relationship between the girl and the father, and mm-hmm. sort of how you would try to have hope in a world like this. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what the second movie does, because I don't really know how it's, is it a prequel? No, it's a, it it's it shows a bit of how the I think they show a bit of how it started, mm-hmm. like showing a bit of flashbacks, but it's mostly a sequel of them like I think going and meeting new people. So John Krasinski probably won't even really be in it that much. No, I think he might be in like a couple of just like flashback stuff. Ooh, Cillian mm. Murphy's kind of cool. It looks good. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a good score for our first spoopy movie. <laughs> yeah, first spoopy movie. First of, spoopy movie of the month. Next week, we're going to be doing a bit spookier of a movie. Yeah. We'll probably post a, uh, a little trivia thing to yeah. guess what it is. You can guess what it is. Yeah, and then we can, maybe you can guess right now. I don't know if we can give any hints now. I might have just given a hint. Oh. Sneakily. I don't know what you said. I wasn't listening. I said it very fast. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I've never seen uh, I guess maybe, yeah, the hint is, uh, let's just say... It's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out next week. <laughs> Do you yeah. have any, oh, that's Just all say your thoughts? the circus then? is coming to town. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, no. Well, I think if that's it, then uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at cine.grade or on Twitter at cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how you feel about the film. Send us your own grade and give us any thoughts that you had. If you disagree with anything, feel free to tell us about that too because we always like to have conversations about films. Uh, also be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us get more exposure, bring us up the charts, more people can listen to us. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, where can they reach you? You can reach me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. And you can reach me on Instagram at Elshaker. Um, if you want to keep up with us or ask us any questions, never hesitate to reach out. And I think that's it for this week. I'm Elshaker. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. And we'll see you next time on Centigrade.